Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. Hello, guys. Hi. <laughs> hi. 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 We're all here, all of us. Me, Corey, Conchetta, Conchetta's daddy, and our dog, Hannah. And we're. Hey, are you and Hannah's snoring. She's sleeping. She, we probably just woke her up. We are all here to say that we are in the car driving to our new home, which is in South Florida. We're almost there. We're two hours away, and we decided to record our sleepyhead story since everybody's here in the car. So you might hear some car noises. I don't know. But we are on our way to South Florida to our new home. What do you think about it? Are you ready? It's been a lot of driving. We've been moving a lot. We are ready to be done with the moving. I know. But we're two hours away from our final destination. So, we're very excited. Yes. So, guys, this week we are reading book number 16, if you're keeping track, in the Peter Rabbit series. And book number 16 is The Tale of Samuel Whiskers. A little rat. So, right after these words, we will get into that book. Okay? Mm hmm. All right, hold on. Okay, guys, here we go with the tale of Samuel Whiskers or the Roly Poly Pudding. In remembrance of Sammy the intelligent pink-eyed representative of a persecuted but irresistible race, an affectionate little friend and most accomplished thief. Once upon a time, there was an old cat called Mrs. Tabitha Twitchit, who was an anxious parent. She used to lose her kittens continuously, and whenever they were lost, they were always in mischief. On baking day, she was determined to shut them up in a cupboard. She caught Moppet and Mittens, but she could not find Tom. Mrs. Tabitha went up and down all over the house, mewing for Tom Kitten. She looked in the pantry, under the staircase, and searched the best spare bedroom that was all covered up in dust sheets. She went right upstairs and looked into the attic, but she could not find him anywhere. It was an old, old house full of cupboards and passages. Some of the walls were four feet thick and there used to be queer noises inside of them, as if there might be a little secret staircase. Certainly, there were odd little jagged doorways in the wainscoting and things disappeared at night, especially cheese and bacon. Mrs. Tabitha became more and more distracted and mewed dreadfully. 
While their mother was searching the house, Moppet and Mittens had gone into mischief. The cupboard door was not locked, so they pushed it open and came out. They went straight to the dough, which was set to rise in a pan before the fire. They patted it with their little soft paws. Shall we make dear little muffins, said Mittens to Moppet. But just at that moment, somebody knocked at the front door and Moppet jumped into the flour barrel in a fright. Mittens ran away to the dairy and hid in an empty jar on the stone shelf where the milk pans stand. The visitor was a neighbor, Mrs. Ribby. She had called to borrow some yeast. Mrs. Tabitha came downstairs mewing dreadfully. Come in, Cousin Ribby. Come in and sit down. I'm in such trouble, Cousin Ribby, said Tabitha, shedding tears. I've lost my dear son Thomas, and I'm afraid the rats have got him. She wiped her eyes with her apron. He's a bad kitten, Cousin Tabitha. He made a cat's cradle out of my best bonnet last time I came to tea. Where have you looked for him? All over the house. The rats are too many for me. What a thing it is to have an unruly family, said Mrs. Tabitha Twitchit. I'm not afraid of rats. I will help you find him. What is all that soot in the fender? The chimney wants sweeping. Oh dear, Cousin Ruby, now Moppet and Mittens are gone. They have both got out of the cupboard. Ribby and Tabitha set to work to search the house thoroughly again. They poked under the beds with Ribby's umbrella and they rummaged in the cupboards. They even fetched a candle and looked inside clothes chests in one of the attics. They could not find anything, but once they heard a door bang and somebody scutter downstairs. Yes, it is infested with rats, said Tabitha tearfully. I caught seven young ones out of one hole in the back kitchen and we had them for dinner last Saturday. And once I saw the old father rat, an enormous old rat, Cousin Ribby. I was just going to jump on him when he showed me his yellow teeth and whisked down a hole. The rats get upon my nerves, Cousin Ribby, said Tabitha. Ribby and Tabitha searched and searched. They both heard a curious roly-poly noise under the attic floor. There was nothing to be seen. They returned to the kitchen. Here's one of your kittens at least, said Ribby, dragging Moppet out of the floor barrel, or flower barrel. They shook the flower off her and set her down on the kitchen floor. She seemed to be in a terrible fright. Oh, mother, mother, said Moppet. There's been an old woman rat in the kitchen and she's stolen some of the dough. The two cats ran to look at the dough pan. Sure enough, there were marks of little scratching fingers and a lump of dough was gone. Which way did she go, Moppet? But Moppet had been too much frightened to peep out of the barrel again. Ribby and Tabitha took with them to, took her with them to keep her safely in sight when they went on the search. They went into the dairy. The first thing they found was mittens hiding in an empty jar. They tipped up the jar and she scrambled out. Oh, mother, mother, said Mittens. Oh, mother, mother, there's been an old man rat in the dairy, a dreadful, enormous big rat mother, and he's stolen a pat of butter and the rolling pin. Ribby and Tabitha looked at one another. 
A rolling pin and butter? Oh, my poor son Thomas, exclaimed Tabitha, wringing her paws. A rolling pin, said Ribby. Did we not hear a roly-poly noise in the attic when we were looking into the chest? Ribby and Tabitha rushed upstairs again. Sure enough, the roly-poly noise was still going on and quite distinctly under the attic floor. This is serious, Cousin Tabitha, said Ribby. We must send for John Joyner at once with a saw. Now, this is what had been happening to Tom Kitten, and it shows how very unwise it is to go up a chimney in a very old house where a person does not know his way and where there are enormous rats. Tom Kitten did not want to be shut up in a cupboard. When he saw that his mother was going to bake, he was determined to hide. He looked for a nice convenient place and fixed upon the chimney. The fire had only just been lighted, and it was not hot, but there was a white chalky smoke from the green sticks. Tom Kitten got upon the fender and looked up. It was a big old-fashioned fireplace. The chimney itself was wide enough for an inside man to stand up and walk about, so there was plenty of room for Tom Kitten. He jumped right into the fireplace, balancing himself upon the iron bar where the kettles hang. Tom Kitten took another big jump off the bar and landed on a ledge high up in the chimney, knocking down some of the soot in the fender. Tom Kitten coughed and choked with the smoke, and he could hear the sticks beginning to crackle and burn in the fireplace down below. He made his mind up to climb right to the top and get out on the slates and try to catch some sparrows. I cannot go back. If I slip, I might fall into the fire and singe my beautiful tail and my little blue jacket. The chimney was a very big old-fashioned one. It was built in the days when people burnt logs of wood upon the hearth. The chimney stack stood above the roof and there was a little stone tower and daylight shone down from the top under the slanting slats that kept out the rain. Tom Kitten was getting very frightened. He climbed up and up and up. Then he waded sideways through inches of soot. He was like a little sweep himself. It was most confusing in the dark. One flue seemed to lead into another. There was less smoke, but Tom Kitten felt quite lost. He scrambled up and up before he reached the chimney top. He came to a place where somebody had loosened a stone in the wall there was some mutton bones lying about. This seems funny, said Tom Kitten. Who's been gnawing on bones all the way up here in the chimney? I wish I never came here. And what a funny smell. It's something like a mouse, only more dreadful and strong, and it makes me sneeze, said Tom Kitten. He squeezed through the hole in the wall and dragged himself along a most uncomfortable tight passage where there scarcely was any light. He groped his way carefully for several yards. He was at the back of the skirting board in the attic, where there is a little mark in the picture. All at once, he fell head over heels in the dark, down a hole, and landed on a heap of very dirty rags. When Tom Kitten picked himself up and looked about, he found himself in a place that had never been seen, although he lived all his life in that house. 
It was a very small, stuffy, fusty room with boards and rafters and cobwebs and lathe and plaster. Opposite to him, as far as he could see, was an enormous rat. What do you mean by tumbling into my bed all over my covered and with smuts? Said the rat, chattering his teeth. Please, sir, the chimney wants sweeping, said poor Tom Kitten. Anna Marie, Anna Marie, squeaked the rat. There was a pattering noise, and an old woman rat poked her round head at the, out of the rafter. All in a minute, she rushed upon Tom Kitten, and before he knew it, it was happening. His coat was pulled off, and he was rolled up into a bundle and tied with a string in very hard knots. Anna Marie did the tying. The old rat watched her and took snuff. When she had finished, they both sat staring at him with their mouths open. Anna Marie, said the old rat, whose name was Samuel Whiskers. Anna Marie, make a kitten dumpling roly-poly pudding for my dinner. It requires dough and a pat of butter and a rolling pin. No, said Samuel Whiskers. Make it properly, Anna Marie, with breadcrumbs. Nonsense! It needs butter and dough, replied Anna Marie. The two rats consulted together for a few minutes and then went away. Samuel Whiskers got through a hole in the wainscot and went boldly down the front stairs to the dairy to get the butter. He did not meet anyone. He made a second journey for the rolling pin. He pushed it in front of him with his paws like a brewer's man trundling a barrel. He could hear Ribby and Tabitha talking, but they were busy lighting the candle to look in the chest. They did not see him. Anna Marie went down by the way of the skirting board and a window shutter to the kitchen to steal the dough. She borrowed a small saucer and scooped up the dough with her paws. She did not observe Moppet. While Tom Kitten was left alone under the floorboard in the attic, he wriggled about and tried to meow for help. But his mouth was full of soot and cobwebs. He was tied up in such a very tight knot that he could not, that nobody could hear him. Except for a spider, which came out of a crack in the ceiling and examined the knots critically from a safe distance. It was a judge of knots because it had a habit of tying up uncomfortable blue bottles if it did not offer to assist him. Tom Kitten wriggled and squirmed until he was quite exhausted. Presently, the rats came back to set to work to make him into a dumpling. First, they smeared him with butter, and then they rolled him in dough. Will not the string be very indigestible, Anna Marie? inquired Samuel Whiskers. Anna Marie said that she thought it was of no consequence, but she wished that Tom Kitten would hold his head still as it disarranged the pastry because he was moving so much. She laid hold of his ears. Tom Kitten bit and spat and mewed and wrinkled and rigged and the rolling pin went roly-poly-poly-poly and the rats each held one end. His tail is sticking out. You didn't fetch enough dough, Anna Marie. I fetched as much as I could carry, replied Anna Marie. I do not think, said Samuel Whiskers, pausing to take a look at Tom Kitten, I do not think it will be a good pudding. It smells sooty. Anna Marie was about to argue the point 
when all at once there began to be other sounds up above, the rasping noise of a saw and the noise of a little dog scratching and yelping. The rats dropped the rolling pin and listened attentively. We are discovered and interrupted, Anna Marie. Let's collect our property and other people's and depart at once. I fear that we shall be obliged to leave this pudding, but I am persuaded that the knots would have proved indigestible, whatever you may argue to the contrary. Come away at once and help me tie up the mutton bones in a counterpane, said Anna Marie. I've got a half-smoked ham hidden in the chimney. So... It happened that by the time John Joyner had got the plank up, there was nobody under the floor except the rolling pin and Tom Kitten and a very dirty dumpling. But there was a strong smell of rats, and John Joyner spent the rest of the morning sniffing and whining and wagging his tail and going round and round with his head in the hole like a gimlet. Then he nailed the plank down again and put his tools in his bag and came downstairs. The cat family had quite recovered. They invited him to stay for dinner. The dumpling had been peeled off Tom Kitten and made separately into a bag of pudding with currants in it to hide the smuts. They had been obliged to put Tom Kitten into a hot bath to get the butter off. John Joyner smelled the pudding but he regretted that he had no time to stay for dinner because he had just finished making a wheelbarrow for Mrs. Potter and she had ordered two hen coops. And when I was going to post to the post in the late afternoon, I looked up the lane from the corner and I saw Samuel, Mr. Samuel Whiskers, and his wife on the run with a big bundle and a little wheelbarrow which looked very much like mine. They were just turning in at the gate to the barn of the farmer potatoes. Samuel Whiskers was puffing out of breath, and Anna Marie was still arguing in shrill tones. She seemed to know her way, and she seemed to have quite a quantity of luggage. I am sure I never gave her leave to borrow my wheelbarrow. They went into the barn and hauled their parcels with a bit of string to the top of the haymow. After that, there were no more rats for a long time at Tabitha Twitchett's. As for Farmer Potatoes, <laughs> he had been driven nearly distracted. There are rats and rats and rats in this barn, and they eat up all the chicken food and steal the oats and bran and make holes in the meal bags. And they are all descended from Mr. and Mrs. Samuel Whiskers' children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. There is no end to them. Moppet and Mittens have grown up into very r good rat catchers. They go out rat catching in the village and they find plenty of employment. They charge so much a dozen and earn their living very comfortably. They hang up the rats in a row on the barn door to show how many they've caught, dozens and dozens of them. But Tom Kitten has always been afraid of a rat. He never does face anything bigger than a mouse. The end. The end, guys. <laughs> so that was the tale of Samuel Whiskers. He's a little stinker and he basically will steal anything and eat anything. Right? Like Henna, our dog. <laughs> she
she would eat anything as well. She would eat a cat if she could, I think. Yeah, she would. Oh, God. But she wouldn't eat, um, she wouldn't eat trees or bushes. No. She wouldn't eat anything that isn't alive. Well, that's not true either. She eats acorns. I think she'll eat anything. Anything? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. What about a pool? Oh, gosh. All right, guys. Well, hope you enjoyed the tale of Samuel Whiskers. We will see you back next Sunday with a new episode hey from guys. our new home. Hey, guys. Maybe next time for Halloween, I'll pretend I'll be eating grass. <laughs> Why would you eat grass? You want to be a cow? I told you I'm going to be the Chris. I'm going to be White Diamond. Oh, that's right, guys. Get Halloween is coming. We gotta start making your costume, huh? You don't even have a sewing machine. Well, we'll have to get one. Maybe. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night. Want to say bye? Bye. <laughs> bye. Daddy. <laughs>